As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's episode of The Glue Guys! The Nets are back. That's all that needs to be said, Mike. Just, just go to the show. Hello. <laughs> Check us out. <laughs> On Twitter. Happy Kegel, guys. Oh, my gosh. Let's do it. Come. You're such a pro. You went from, I guess, like negative energy levels to, to that. And I wasn't, I got to be honest, I wasn't ready for it. But, Mike, it's a special day. Get it's- yourself behind the paywall at theathletic.com slash cool guys. Oh, subsidiary of the New York Times. <laughs> Brian! That pro wrestling promo energy. The Nets are back. The Nets are back, Bri. We did it, Mike. Daddy, Daddy Joe. We did it. Daddy Joe whipped it out and said, You're going to come back to the Nets, Kevin. And you're wow. going to like it. Wow. No, that's not what happened. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. It's an agreement. Yeah. Um, There's so much to get into, Mike. My gosh, where do we even start? Do we start with the summit, with can the meeting? I, can we start with here? Can we start here? Okay. Did you think this day would come? Well, should we so just, it, should we, for anyone who doesn't know, do we have to actually set, tee this <laughs> up at break. all? Yeah. Let's say, hey, spoil alert, whoever wants to be following along with this Nets season. Um, the Nets have, the Nets and um, Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman and the boardroom company have all collectively joined together. And as outside the NBA on Twitter, James Herbert says, one team bone goal. Mm-hmm. Remember the bone goal? I Classic do. Brooklyn Nets logo. I do. Uh, slogo. Um, yes. Uh, Kevin Durant, the, the maybe the best player in the NBA, has decided to remain with the Brooklyn Nets uh, in a long-term partnership. Mm. He has removed his trade request <laughs> after a meeting with Joe Sy, Clara Sy, and the guys he wanted fired, yeah. Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Just had to break a little bread. Like, they just had to break a little bread. 
It's all about the bread, ultimately. Um, can can you give me your emotions? Your, how do you feel? What do you think? What, what's the vibes like in in Brian Land? Uh, you know, right? I love when a bottleneck breaks. You know, I love I love when when the levees break. <laughs> you are a cl- you're a classic fan of levees breaking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You loved. No. I just Katrina. Love, yeah. Wow, Brian's pro Katrina. <clears throat> um, I like it when decisions are made one way or another, and we come to conclusions. And you know, I like it even more when it's harmonious conclusions and decisions. Yes. You know, Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns is gross. It makes no sense. I can't even picture him in that stupid purple jersey, purple and orange, with a Halloween court. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, Mike, and I don't like it, and I never liked the idea of it. I, I'll con- confession: first thing I did was pulled up Suns Reddit. Um, it's still early for them, but they are um, seething and coping as as you would hope to see. Um, so I just, anyways, I'm I'm sort of relishing in all of the butt hurt to a certain extent, but also relishing in our own sort of in our own moment here. It's a it's this whole off season has been one or this whole season. Let's let's say it, one crisis management situation after another and you know for all of the riffraff all of all of the noise i feel like we're in a pretty good position going into next year provided that harmoniousness can last more than two weeks which you know that's that's um (laughs) that we'll, we'll see but for the interim i'm incredibly enthusiastic about this next season like who who and who wouldn't be well it's so funny because you know, I, I don't think I'm the only person that would think this. I'm going to read the statement yeah, uh, first. The following statement has been released by general manager Sean Marks. I think mm-hmm. we need to emphasize that it's allegedly from Sean Marks. It says, Steve Nash and I, together with Josiah and Clara Wusai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in Los Angeles yesterday. Subnote, um, Kevin Durant is bad for the environment. My guy's been flying from Europe to yeah. Turkey, to LA, to Seattle. Can we can we please well if thirty five uh, save those carbon emissions? If thirty five ventures boy? is putting money into, you know, climate initiatives, then I think it's a net benefit. It comes out in the wash. Okay. I, I think they're big into NFTs and crypto, which <laughs> is bad for the environment. So Kevin Durant, classic polluter. Okay. The king polluter, Kevin Durant. Um the statement goes on to say, We have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind. Build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. At the bottom of it, there's a logo of the Brooklyn Nets and of the boardroom. Mm. Quick take. Why is the boardroom's logo on the Nets statement? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Isn't that a strange... Uh, I'm not going to bring... This is going to be a happy pod. I just... Yeah, yeah. That's a weird... I mean, that's a whole kind of portion of this is people are speculating like, what? what is that? What is the partnership in essence mean because you know those are two very different kind of corporate organizations how how do they are they allowed to do business and if so what anyways it's just not it's an odd partnership um but seems like they have a plan and maybe that's the whole maybe that's the reason for this whole saga like it's just really rich climb and strong arming boardroom watermarks onto official <laughs> nba press releases but this was all about getting that watermark on yeah. nets twitter yeah <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was literally this whole thing came down to, and they finally agreed to it. Um, that statement, of course, is there's interesting things beyond it on so many levels. I mean, one, you have the fact that it's from Sean Marks. Of course, we have the story from Sham Sharani, what was it, two weeks ago, saying how KD wanted Sean Marks and Steve Nash fired. 
Both of those guys are at this meeting. And I'm going to tell you, those two guys don't show up to that meeting unless they know that this thing is going to happen, right? Like, this isn't a situation of Karen going to get that coat from Robert De Niro in Goodfellas. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember when Karen's walking down the alley and yeah. he's like, keep going, yeah, keep, keep going. going. Yeah, yeah. She's not, he's not going – they're not going there to get whacked. Mm. Probably the better uh, analogy from Goodfellas is Pesci becoming a main man and then getting – Getting whacked. Yeah. Got – speaking of uh, – We're going to do a killer comparison. Can you do spoiler alerts before this? <laughs> it's, it's Goodfellas. <laughs> Come on. It, um, so – they knew going into that meeting that they would not be fired because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be having a, a a little brunch sesh, another Los Angeles brunch session, uh, without knowing that they would, you know, everything was going to be fine. Um, I do want to point out Bleacher Report does not in their little tweet about it. They say his criteria request has been moved by Joe Sai, Sean Marks, Steve Nash, Clara Sai was there, so let's let's give respect oh. to her. Um, weird, weird of them. The the statement itself again. Talks about a lasting franchise, obviously building towards a uh, championship. Uh, Brian Lewis from the Post tweeted out that, like, make no mistake, this isn't just a last dance mentality. This is a commitment to continuing for years and years of basketball, yeah. right? Like, the the length of Katie's contract. They were like, um, we're either going to get a, a full-blown violent divorce or just, you know... Or just stay happily married. It's a very strange, like, why the binary? (laughs) It's like a bad Netflix dating show. Yeah. Where it's like a a couple (laughs) on the outs. It's either you have to stay married forever or get divorced. There's no middle ground. There's no, like, year. Let's try sleeping on the the couch. It's the pod one. That's the pods. You remember (laughs) that pod? Kevin Durant's in a pod. Yeah. And Joe Sai's in another pod. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I mean, it's amazing. Like, there's been so much. This offseason has been dominated by Kevin Durant, like, you know, throwing out his trade request the second that Kyrie Irving signs back with the Nets and picks up his player option. From that moment till now, what's that been? About a month? I mean, if not, it's probably been a little bit longer now. Feels like a lifetime. Like, I think it's been two months, right? Because that happened before free agency for Kyrie to do that. Kyrie did that right before free agency. That would have been June. You know, mm-hmm. 29th is when free agency started or whatever. So it's been a saga, a saga and a half. And throughout that time, we've oscillated between, oh, my God, they're trading Kevin Durant. Oh, my God, they're going to get the biggest trade package of all time, according to Bobby Marks, mm-hmm. to maybe it's last dance mentality to, oh, no, Kevin Durant may hold out and make things very uncomfortable in the version of James Harden mm-hmm. to can they even get Jalen Brown and Derek White in a trade if they had to do a trade right now? <laughs> yeah. To now back to Kevin Durant is here. Yeah. And if we're – I know that there are so many problems. Like problems just don't go away because you put out a statement. So there are probably 100% problems within the organization right now. The Nets are the most talented team in the Eastern Conference if everyone plays and everyone's happy, right? I mean, I don't, so it, it's so ridiculous. This Nets existence is the most freakish existence for any fan base, probably across all sports. The span of going from being a dumpster fire to having no future with draft, having none of your draft picks, to being the best team in the Eastern Conference via talent, um, it's all decided because of one person who had a trade request that always seemed flimsy. 
He never had a place to go. He never had a second plan to now deciding he's going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it should be a joyous day, no matter if the if there's still dissent in the locker room and there's still anger between KD and management on some level. Kevin Durant has committed to be a Brooklyn Net. The Nets are back, Brian. The Nets are back. Want to play it again? How uh, I will once I. The Nets <laughs> are back. Nice. Um, we're going to do, in this episode coming up in a sec, we're going to do winners and losers from the KD indecision saga. Okay. Um, but before we even get there, Bri, like, how happy should Nets fans truly be? Right? Like, you know, because we could be negative Nancys. I'm just, I'm choosing not to be a negative Nancy. I'm choosing just to be a, a positive Polly. Okay. And I'm just going about my day. Jennifer Aniston, along came Polly, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ben Stiller, classic film. Yeah. I'm going to be the Ben Stiller in this situation for once, Mike, because I still feel, <laughs> I know, I hate oh, to do God. it, but this Kyrie Irving one year that's now facing a... Shh, don't talk about Kyrie. <laughs> don't, don't bring his name up today. Because <laughs> that's still, still on the team. That's still looming, um, which that seems to have a, a temporary resolution. But anyways, that's not to say that, that, that fundamentally doesn't matter because we have our linchpin. Anyone, um, it just it solidifies our competitive window for the foreseeable future, Mark. We don't have to ever really, and again, taking taking this at face value because I don't want to do the whole thing where every two seconds we have to be like, well, this is what he thinks today. And there is like an annoying precedent that's sort of set with like waffling, Mike. There's a lot of, a lot of waffling going on. We're at... The IHOP. Do they have waffles at IHOP? They must. Yeah, they they, they do. They, okay. they they absolutely expand the menu menu beyond international yeah, just pancakes. The, just the pancakes. <laughs> um, you know, I don't want this. I don't want this to just be a lingering thing. But you know, it's hard as a as a Nets fan not to feel slightly scorned a little bit, or just not maybe not scorned, just weary. You know, there's like um, I, I would like. I, and I don't know what exactly needs to happen for me to feel safe in this relationship. Um, but it won't take me long. I'll tell you that, Mike. It won't take me long. I'm pretty, I'm pretty along for the ride, um, to feel safe in Katie's arms. But this has been a weird summer for, for all of us. Um, so obviously super ecstatic that we get to be competitive again next year. We don't have to have a Cam Thomas, Ben Simmons season. That would be, that would be not as, you know, we, t- we tried to talk ourselves into it because we were, <laughs> we were staring down the, you know, we were negotiating with a, with a tiger when, when our head's in its teeth. Um, but now that we're not, um, we, it feels much better. It feels, it feels a little bit of, I feel some relief. I mean, it, it's, I, I feel more than relief. Yeah. I, I got preparation H on me right now. I'm feeling great. Wow. Inst- instant <laughs> <That> relief. Is- <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the right. highest form of relief when you when you run for that bottle of prep age. and actually a little bit of elation you know wow, you a little elation yeah. i've never done you preparation age but i imagine I've it feels fantastic it. <laughs> never, I've, never, I've never done I like shrooms it. in preparation age that is <laughs> uh, i hope to do both at the same yeah. time at one point in my life. that's the way to do it um, be safe uh because i mean again caveat 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 kyrie irving is still on the team um, he only has a one-year deal. Who knows? Ben Simmons is still on the team. He hasn't played basketball in you know a year plus. Kevin Durant famously called for the head coach and the GM to be fired. But we've seen in basketball these things happen, and then teams can come together. And if everyone's healthy and there's no vaccine requirements, 
This team can win a champion. It can still win a championship. It, it, here's what this team is. Those three with Joe Harris, Seth Curry, and Patty Mills. It's TJ Warren. It's Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton. You got Cam Thomas, Daron Sharp off the bench. Marcus Zegarowski. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know if he's in with the yeah. Kessler Edwards. You know, and not to go too far ahead, I do wonder if there's going to be a trade because the team has three shooters and like, do they decide to then? I'm not saying that Joe Harris, that was the demand that KD had, but I, I wonder if they're going to trade one of the shooters to to get another piece into, onto the team. Yeah. Because they, they have enough shooting technically. And but we're missing a little playmaking, more of a traditional backup point guard seems to be the thing that's... A Donald Sloan. We, we and, need to call D. Sloan every time. And who, and who isn't ready for this conversation that happens every... Who's going to guard Joel Embiid, Mike? That's the, you know, oh, we need... So we need I can't, <laughs> we can't talk about you that. You ready for that? Hey, let's do this. Quick break. Coming back. Winners and losers of the KD Indecision Saga 2022. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back. Brian, winners and losers. Here are the people we're going to tick through. Kevin Durant, Josiah, Sean Marks, Steve Nash, Rich Kleiman, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Nets fans, the rest of the NBA, and honorable mentions. Mm. Let's start with Kevin Durant. Is he a winner or a loser? (laughs) It's funny because that's the hardest one to pick. Uh, (laughs) You know... It's really I I in the like the annals of history here. I'd be really interested to hear about what his perspective was on this whole situation. I don't know. You saw that thing from Chris Haynes um, on a Sirius XM show talking about some vague broken promise. Oh, should should we pull it? that up right yeah, now, Brian? KD felt like a promise was broken somewhere along the line. I think mm-hmm. KD felt like a promise was broken. You know, he was the first one who committed to the team long term. Um, he did the four-year extension. Somewhere along the way, something happened to where he felt like a promise was broken. And that's where the ch- lack of trust began to, to seep mm-hmm. in. Now, I don't know if it, that pertains to Kyrie as far as the promise being broken. I don't know if that pertains to James Harden, whatever, whatever he went through. But somewhere along the way, trust was broken. I believe Katie. Okay. So that was that was Chris Haynes this morning. So this is before the news yeah. 
came out. Um, Do you want to speculate <laughs> on this broken promise at all? Is that worth? <laughs> Is was it, it the boardroom watermark? Yeah. Is that every, yeah, we, everything we were, back to the boardroom watermark? <laughs> every press release to come off the Brooklyn Nets Twitter to have watermark. Um, I mean, it, the James Harden, like, can we just, what could be possibly there? Let's just talk, take them one at a time. How could we, ha, is there a promise that was broken to James Harden? It, 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 I mean, maybe it's James Harden. Maybe it's the Kyrie extension. Like, hey, we will give you Nets. Nets say we will give you an extension, right? Like, uh, Kyrie will get the extension to match you. And that promise maybe was given like a year ago at this time before there was a vaccine mandate. And when both Harden said to Harden and Kyrie told Sean Marks that they would sign an extension with the team. Sean Marks was so confident because he came out publicly during this last summer, two summers ago, I mean, I should say a year ago and said, I am very confident we're going to get a deal done with all three of our stars, essentially. Mm. And Kevin Durant had already signed the had signed that extension. James Harden and Kyrie Irving did not, right? And so we talk about this like uh promise broken. It's just so vague. I mean, this is no shots at Chris Haynes at all. Like I appreciate him bringing any morsel of information to us. Where do you get the information from? Like, did he text um, Rich Kleiman? And Rich yeah. Kleiman's like, promise was broken. Yeah. And then you're, then you're Sh- Sh- uh, Chris Haynes, or I was about to say Sean Haynes, which is the, one of the co-hosts of Smartless. Yeah. Fantastic podcast. Will and Grace. You're Chris Haynes, and you're like, okay, what was the promise? And then you just get ghosted after that. Like, how do you not have, what's the follow-up? Not saying that he didn't follow up, but get that follow-up in there. Yeah. We yeah. have to, if there's a promise broken... We got to find out what that promise was uh, for the team. So, so <clears throat> that aside, I mean, like, look, if if KD went to war over promises broken and that was, you know, part of his reflexive, you know, demand was like, okay, you break a promise and I go to a different team. In that context, it's an L. In another context, I think... Bolts- <laughs> what was that? Oh, sorry. that This is going to be Sham Sharania talking about what oh. happened between the Nets and... and- uh, Do you want to just play that next? Yeah, okay. yeah, this is from the Pat McAfee show. Sides looked around, and I, I wrote a piece yesterday that had all the offers, everything laid out, all the interest. And there was no one that was stepping up to the capacity that the, that the Nets had. The Nets had a crazy asking price. They wanted an all-star. They wanted multiple high-level rotation players. They wanted all your draft picks. And that asking price just was not met. The Boston Celtics put forth an offer. The Grizzlies made an offer. The Atlanta Hawks made an offer. Every team, Phoenix, uh, Golden State, uh, it, it goes on and on. Teams called, inquired, but no one was willing to meet that asking price. And I, be- and from everything I've been told, that the outcome of that meeting yesterday between Kevin Durant, his business manager, Rich Kleiman, everyone from the Nets, Sean Mark, Steve Nash, ownership, they all agreed that it's in everyone's best interest, both sides, to move on. No trade was happening. It was clear. And so for Kevin Durant, if he really wanted to get out of Brooklyn, this was going to get even uglier. It you had training camp coming up in one month. Okay, that was Sean's. Can we do um, a quick shout out to Rudy Gobert and that 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 because I really <laughs> why is that? Because I think just how egregious that that trade was um, in <laughs> in Utah's favor just set a precedent for this summer. Um, that then if you followed up with Kevin Durant, the optics for everybody involved, like you have to, you can't get less than what Rudy go Rudy Gobert got of all people. Um, and they got a, a King's ransom. So just quick shout out to Rudy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, 
Rudy Gobert, not even just Rudy Gobert, DeJounte Murray. Because, mm-hmm. like, if the Nets could have gotten the DeJounte Murray package, which would have been, I don't know, like three first-round picks, two swaps, they could have got John Collins in that. Tra- like, if all the picks that DeJounte Murray got, you know, or that the Spurs got for Murray, if that plus John Collins, Kevin Herter maybe would have been in that deal, too. Like, you could have gotten uh, DeAndre Hunter, all the young Hawks, not Trey Young. I would have been okay with that package, but because the DeJounte Murray trade happened, because the Rudy Gobert trade happened, you the, the Nets are left with like the Jalen Brown Derek White offer. Yeah. But that's what's weird about this is that why does Kevin Durant care about it? You know, like because his trade request doesn't have to be rescinded because there's not good trade offers for him. You know, like ultimately it only helps him if the trade offers are bad for him. Because then whatever team he's going to isn't gutting themselves to get him. Yeah. Right? This the whole thing from but, the very beginning. But you do initiate a game of chicken in that in that world. Like and it maybe in the course of this conversation, you know, it was laid bare that the Nets were willing to play that game of chicken to the hilt, you know? Um and I you know, I I think they were well within reason to I would sit K D uh, a whole a whole long time in order to get what I want out of that situation if I were the Nets position, which obviously that's like the crux of this thing. That's their leverage. I, I'm going to label – so Kevin Durant, it's the most tenuous choice between winner or loser. Long, short-term loser, long-term winner because like right now he kind of looks silly, right? Like he he had this trade request. He was not Machiavellian in his decision to do it. It, it was very sort of – it felt very impulsive. Mm-hmm. There was no plan, right? If you're in request a trade and you're that level of superstar, you have to know where you want to go. And you have to know if you can get there, right? Like, you know, when LeBron and D-Wade and Bosh all teamed up, they all had this plan. Miami had a plan to get them all together. Anthony Davis, we wanted to go to the Lakers. There was a clear plan to go there with LeBron and get that all figured out. I mean, even mostly James Harden knew he only wanted to go to two places, Philly or Brooklyn. And it's for some reason he chose Brooklyn or we're told he chose Brooklyn at that time. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving wanted to go to Brooklyn together. He never had a plan. So short term, he looks kind of silly. People are going to be making people are making fun of him. He's already attacking people on Twitter for saying that he's petty and did all this for attention and all that stuff. But long term, he's a winner because. He comes back, he plays with Kyrie for allegedly a guy he wants to play with. If Ben Simmons is actually good, that team is going to be very good. And if Kevin Durant got traded, unless if the place he went to and he won like two or three championships at that place, his legacy would always be the disgruntled superstar, the guy who was never happy. And and now he has a chance to, if he wins just one championship in Brooklyn which is amazing, right? Like, let's not discount the chance that it is a championship. His legacy will be a guy who won in Golden State, yes, but then built his own winner in Brooklyn. That's his franchise. He he built this team, and he won throughout all this adversity. And, you know, a lot of people are comparing it to when Kobe had his trade request at one point in his time with the Lakers. He almost got sent to the Bulls. He almost got sent to, I think, another team. It didn't happen. Maybe Detroit. I think was one of the other teams. And he went back and won championships with the Lakers. Like Kevin Durant's legacy, as much as he may or may not care about it, is more intact by being a net. I agree. And I also, I think like to give, uh, 
you know, Twitter people obviously are Twitter people and they're gonna, they're gonna Twitter people. Um, but I think if anything, you know, the fact that he's willing to do a compromise at all is a new data point to suggest that, you know, he's, it's like to, to rail against a guy from being like, well, you're making a bad decision, but at least you didn't waffle on it. Like that's, that's not a, that's not admirable, right? You want to waffle on your bad decisions. And if you, and if you come back to the other side, that's laudable. We should be appreciative. We should, we should be, um, you know, thinking of that as like a, a, a high-minded, dispassionate yes. response. It's a sign of growth. Yeah. Like it, it's when you get in an argument with your spouse and you, you in yeah. the moment know you the, said something dumb. Well, or, or that like you have the, the decision to say something dumb. You can either like fan the flames or you could be like, hang on, like, let me, let me do this yeah, the let's right pull way. Pull back for a second. <laughs> let me do right? this the right way. And there you, you have... choose not to take out the knife, right? Yeah. And Whoa. stab with whatever verbal. Mike, are you guys a... okay out there? What's going on? <laughs> Well, you you know during an argument with your you have uh, an array of options the rhetorical knives yeah like i don't know if you ever seen um west wing i think it was one of the first few episodes um not to spoil west wing but president bartlett's like doctor Mm -hmm. uh gets sent overseas for one mission and the doctor is killed in some act by a foreign country and president bartlett comes out very angry and says i want the options and they give him a range of options and they're all reasonable proportional responses and president bartlett because he has a personal connection to one of the people that died in the act wants a disproportionate response and when you're in an argument with your spouse you have disproportionate responses available to you Mm -hmm. which could be explosive and damage relationships yeah Kevin Durant had the disproportional response. Yeah. He could have continued with his trade request, dug in, caused ruckus, all the things that we were being promised were going to be delivered to us. Ultimately, he came back to the table, literally came back to the table with Josiah, Sean Marks, and Steve Nash and Clara Wusai and said, hey, um, I know I said what I said. Let's let's put some boardroom watermarks on some stuff and let's get let's get this thing moving. Yeah. Let's get, let's that, get par- let's, in the let's right that partnership up. Let's get those. Let's get the graphic <laughs> let's, design team working overtime. <laughs> we'll send you some mock-ups. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure the boardroom is much bigger than the Brooklyn Nets yeah. logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very important to us going forward. Uh, but no, so it's, it I, is, it's, a, it's yeah. a real compromise and it's nice to see. And I think that anyone who's, you know, I, I urge KD to, you know, continue on his benevolent journey and not pay attention to the Twitter people who are now getting after him on waffling because waffling is divine behavior, Mike. Everybody should be waffling all the time. Okay. That's, yes. that's the way to yes. do it. Being dug in is bad. Waffling is closer is closer to godliness. Okay, <laughs> uh, winner Josiah, mm. uh, Big that's Daddy a, that's Joe. A big, had, that's a big fat W. That's a three sixty degree W. Big Daddy Joe. He had two negotiations, public negotiations this off season, and his name is thrown in as being the primary negotiator. Right, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Kyrie played his little game where he was. Requested a trade, but didn't request a trade. Was looking for a place to land. Was trying to get to the Lakers. Was trying to get anywhere else. The market on Kyrie was so bad, it was only the Lakers that would take him in. And Kyrie, a guy as good as Kyrie, rarely is ever accepts just the one-year player option with no extension. Big Daddy Joe stood. Big Daddy Joe stood up to diamond, Kevin Durant and diamond said, "Diamond hands, diamond hands." Yeah. 
He stood up, which I now know what that means. Yeah. Uh, he, he stood up to Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players of generation, leaking out to Sham Sharania that he wants Steve Nash and Sean Marks fired. Josiah immediately comes out and tweets, hey, I'm standing behind our team, standing behind our dudes, our guys. People make fun of Josiah for tweeting that out. In the end, again, over a brunch, I believe it was brunch or lunch. I have to get my sources correct on that. I apologize for not knowing directly. Big Daddy Joe came out and and was like, Kevin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's stay together. Yeah. Let's Al Green this shit. Let's stay together. <laughs> Big Daddy Joe coming through. Mm-hmm. Speak softly and carry a big stick. That's really? my guy, Teddy Roosevelt. And that's the way I got Josiah. Really? I mean, I can't say enough good about it. For all of the, you know, all of the noise, you the the results are quite good, Mike. We can't we can't ignore the results. And we I've always been waiting to see this. You know, you don't get uh, to be billionaire, you know, executive at comp- international conglomerates without having some pretty sharp elbows, okay, and getting what you want, okay. Um, and I got to tell you, that was a, you know, it got hairy there for a second, but it's, it's been a, it's been a, just a massive W of a summer for Joe and I feel safe in his hands. And, and I do want to say this there, as much as I was kind of like joking about the whole big daddy, Joe, blah, blah, blah thing, like that vibe. I'm not saying Joe size is an amazing owner. We don't know enough information yet. Right. Like we, like you don't put, you, they still have to win a championship. This season could be completely dysfunctional. So they could go multiple different ways wrong. But a lot of other owners would have caved. A lot of other owners would have just said, fuck this shit. We're we're moving on, right? Like, I'm not dealing with this. I've got my portfolio of whatever I have. The ego would have gotten in the way. And, And ultimately, he remained steadfast in his belief that I'm going to not fire anyone. I'm going to maintain who I want, and I'm going to get these superstars to continue to play for this team because I know it's the best situation for them. And he, this is a huge test for an owner. Like, it's again, you talk about ego. It's like, it is a very big ego play to say, F off. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a billionaire. I don't need to deal with this bullshit. I'd rather just like Man, you're, make you're money. like and- a sailor today, Mike. You're fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I it, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, and so... It, this is a big test, and he passed this test better than most owners. And I remember, I think two weeks ago, when all this KD saga was coming out, and there was this, there was a report that the reason why Kyrie and KD did not sign with the Knicks in 2019 was because they did not believe that they could mold the franchise in their image in the way that they could with the Nets. And the implication of that was was that like the Nets are pushovers that Josiah would give up everything he could for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Hmm. And he did do that for a time, but like, let's not like act like this has been a firm hand. Like they, no, he has caved. He caved on the vaccine issue and he's hired their friends as assistant coaches and all that stuff. But what would James Dolan have done in this situation? Like it, it would have like uh, most owners, it would have been ugly and James Dolan would have been horrific. So let's not, let's not try to compare Joe side to James Dolan in in any sense where it makes Joe Sy looks negative compared to James Dolan, right? Let's not. Winners and losers, Sean Marks, Steve Nash. I like that we're what are they? I like that they're pairing them up together. I gotta tell you, I think it's a W for Sean Marks and an L for Steve Nash. That's Ooh, sort of how I feel. You. Explain the L first. <laughs> I I've often thought that like so now this is gonna fall onto or 
not this, not this whole rigmarole, but going into next season, uh, in the last dance to run it back nets, um, there's going to be a very, um, close magnifying glass on the actual basketball product on the floor. Now that we have still elite personnel, I, I am hopeful that, that Steve Nash can, um, have good results and be an exacting floor general. I am unsure of that and it's going to, the responsibility is going to fall onto him quite a bit. Um, so not, not L in the sense that like what happened here involved him directly. Well, outside of the fact that he was, you know, uh, it directly, uh, picked by Kevin Durant for, uh, to ha- have him lose his job. That was bad. Um, but I think it's, there's like a pretense to it that, that goes into next season. So I, I'm more, it's more of a future L is, is, is I'm predicting a future L. Um, I think though, in terms of like what's actual, what actually happened here in terms of personnel management, I give it a little bit of a W to Sean Marks because again, he's part of the Josai sort of mechanisms of personnel, you know, contractual buying, uh, or, or, you know, signing agreements with, with players. And in this case, you know, we dodged a bullet. They, they, uh, called their bluff. They were shooting blanks. And so in that sense, they did a good thing or then potentially they worked the media and to the extent that it was like, you know, they really put it out on the airwaves. There's not good trades out here. There's not going to be good trades. There's nothing to be done here. We'll, you know, hold fast until there is something. So I don't know to what extent that moved the needle from, from Durant's side, but in general, as personnel decision-making goes, this is good. Now a lot of the responsibility is going to fall onto the actual basketball product side of the management team. And I have some lingering doubts, I guess about that. The, the scarecrow like shoulders of yeah. one Steve Nash, <laughs> yeah. like the, yeah. the very brittle shoulders. And you know what? Actually, I've so I he runs around the neighborhood now and again. I see him running. He's a large person. You actually like the way. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like noticeably I mean, he's probably, like what, he's like six he's, one he's, six two right. He's like I mean, six three, I think. Yeah, that's very yeah. large. He's, he's like a, I was like that's a an athlete. So, anyways, um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Do you agree with any of that? Yeah, no, I I think it's it's interesting. So again, reading the Brian Lewis story. You know, the Post reported that it was just Steve Nash that Kevin Durant wanted gone, not necessarily Sean Marks. It was Shams who reported that it was both. Um, now, when, when uh, you know, Josiah defended, he seemed to defend the entire staff, right? So uh, Sean Marks can remain in his, in his high above ivory tower and avoid Kevin Durant. Steve Nash cannot. Um, I I agree with you. The pressure is completely now on Steve Nash to make it work. I think he's going to have a very short leash, regardless, because like you can't keep getting chances with this level of talent, even if the talent's not available all the time. You just don't. That just doesn't happen. It wouldn't surprise me if Steve Nash is fired at some point this year. Like if things don't go well at the beginning, then they're just going to make a move, yeah, pretty quickly. I feel like, and Mark Jackson would be hired oh because the boardroom oh, runs things. Oh down. my gosh, um, I know, but. I, so you I agree also, with me. I, yeah, I don't also hate that Steve Nash could get fired. Um, and I do like Sean Marks. So I think I do think it's a W for Sean Marks. I think it's an L for Steve Nash that he's going to be under this pressure. But it's also kind of a win because, hey, you get that next chance. And you get a chance. I mean, I, again, I, I can't st- overstate this enough. The implication in that statement and from other reporting is that it's not just Kevin Durant one last dance. It's really Kevin Durant recommitting to the franchise. It's not even like the the easiest way they could have done this is saying, 
Kevin is going to be there for training camp. He will be committed to when he's on the nets, but his trade request remains, right? Like they very easily could have left that out there. And you could have said that this is the compromise that we're going to do. Kevin, come play for this team. It's in the way that you and I talked about when we said we had our one of our glue guys theater sessions. And it was like, Kevin, you know, we will try to trade you, but please play. It's going to increase your trade value if you play. We're not going to get a good deal now. It's very easy for Kevin Durant to have done that, but he is making a commitment. How firm is that commitment? Who you know, no one can predict that. But they have they are coming out directly saying this is more than just trade requests remains. Please let me go. No, it's 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 happening right now. Um, uh, I'm just reading a Bill Simmons tweet where he says, "What the hell happened to Stephen A. during his vacation?" He just said a big three of KD, Kyrie, and Bill and Simmons with Mark Jackson coaching would win the East. Couldn't can we get Stephen A. some orange juice and maybe a warm towel? Other people are picking up on the Mark Jackson is probably going to be the coach of the team at some point, uh, which is terrifying. But I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, winner or loser, Rich Kleiman don't really care that much, right? Who gives a shit? Um, um, I kind of throw I'm going to throw Rich Kleiman and Kyrie into the same boat actually as I appraise this. Oh, if that's okay, tell me that because because yeah, I think it's like you know who's missing from this meeting and who's there. It's like Rich Kleiman's there with KD and Kyrie sort of sitting at the kitty table um, throughout this whole thing. Ooh, I like that, you know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and like so here Durant is with his business partner manager who with their emerging you know global brand VC fund kind of um you know discussing big opportunities partnerships that go on for years with a NBA team um making difficult decisions based not on emotions but on you know business incentives and Kyrie is not part of that conversation he's he is uh in He's in orbit somewhere somewhere else. I mean, he's they're obviously they're doing things together. They like had a practice or whatever with Karis Levert in L.A. The Nets Kingdom Twitter was was posting. Um, so, but anyways, like in terms of the big boy decision making stuff, that's like future of the franchise. There is a person who is missing from the table, um, pretty conspicuously, and there is a person that's not missing from the table. Um, so I'm not I'm not trying to like Game of Thrones this too much, uh, but you know there is or House of the Dragon it yeah or House of the Dragon it are you, have have you, you it? I did not no. I can't I'm not gonna I'll wait till here if is it good it's good yeah is I mean, it actually good it's Mike? Game of Thrones it's it's Game of Thrones Written. it's the same thing there's okay. no difference all right just more dragons Ooh. there's a orgy scene. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think they say would say no more. Say no more. Um, there's there's a gruesome death. Okay, fantastic. I'm in. Um, but anyways, uh, do, does that like register? That I just, is I just, so smart, Brian. Oh, wow, thank you. I don't think many people have said that take, and I love it. Um, the fact that Ky- Kevin, oh. that Kyrie Irving, who when the season ended, he had that you know the end of the season press conference, how he was going to run the franchise with Kevin mm-hmm. and Sean. And how as we go through the summer and he has this whole mess of a, you know, the trade requests and all that stuff. And, oh, I didn't actually request a trade. Oh, I'm going to take the one year. I'm going to recommit myself to the franchise. He's not there at that meeting. Is Now, he could say, oh, I was doing something else. But also, if you really are that important to the franchise, you should be there. Uh, And he wasn't there. I think there's a definite – before when it was sort of like the question of, Kevin Durant and Kyrie are running the franchise, and Kevin was always a little ahead of Kyrie, but they were both very important. There is a definitive tier 
And I don't know how far down Kyrie really is in that tier. I mean, he's not on Ben Simmons' tier. (laughs) Yeah, Ben Simmons may be more important on the the pyramid of the Nets. Yeah, You know, it's like Josiah and Clara Sai. There's Sean Marks in his own little brick. Yeah, There's Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman in the boardroom company. Mm -hmm. 35 ventures at all uh, in their brick. And then it's like Ben Simmons... It's Patty Mills sometimes. Yeah. Throw Nash in there. You know? yeah. It's Steve Madden. <laughs> like, Steve Madden's very high up on, <laughs> on the list. He is, he is on and the Megatron Ky- an awful lot. An awful yeah. lot. And yeah, and Kyrie Irving's like yeah, kind of a, a brick that's not really glued together with the rest of them. There's no mortar. It's, it's, it's that just brick. that the, the wheels have or not the wheels have fallen off. It's just that he, he doesn't, he hasn't comported himself as a serious mover and shaker, future franchise, big picture thinking guy. And as such, you're not at the big boardroom meeting, unfortunately. And you know, <laughs> you hate to see it, but that's how these things go. Um, but it's a win ultimately because, the only way Kyrie is going to be, regain the power that he may want in the NBA, where, the power to make his own choices, because right now he doesn't have that power, is if he plays really well this season with Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. And if they have a great season, they compete, get to the Eastern Conference Finals or whatever, Kyrie will be a free agent, and he'll be able to make the decision that he wants. You know, if he has one good season where he is committed and doesn't float away and actually plays basketball games, the rest of the NBA is going to fall in love with him again, and he will get whatever contract that he will want. Maybe it's with the Nets. Can I do a quick little addendum, though, to Kyrie's thinking about I think he is right about a few things, you know, as as anyone is. And, you know, in his thing I'm about... I'm interested to hear what few things you're talking about. I was listening about to uh, your boy Andrew Huberman. Do you know who that is? He's like a podcaster guy who does, like, he's a neuroscientist thing. And he was talking about how uh, in the NBA, players are using lots of testosterone treatments because by you know, somewhere between the beginning of the season and March, their T levels fall off a cliff from lack of sleep. And it's like, basically it's like very torturous as a guy with a lot of kids, you understand what sleep deprivation does to the body, right? Wreaks havoc, Mike, on your, on your it endocrine it, system. It, as my, um, my sleep doctor, Helene Emslum. Wow. Shout, shout out. out. Helene. Big shout out. Um, sleep is everything. Yeah. Sleep. It, it it's, and I think know, Kyrie's on the forefront of being like, hey, we're playing too many games and it's affecting our health. And, you know, to, to that Stop. extent, Stop. I'm, I'm with him. Look, I trust. Did, did Kyrie's aunt or stepmother get to you? She did. Are you going to hold have, water for Kyrie all season? So, which is my next point, Kyrie's new sleep app, which is called. Think he has a sleep app? No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretending to have made a backdoor deal. <laughs> And you bought it, what hook, a, line, and sinker. What a noob! Yeah. Um, uh, so is Kyrie? I think he's a winner. I, I think he's a winner by simply the fact that he he now understands his future for the next year. It's playing with Kevin Durant, a guy he likes to play basketball with in on the hometown team that he wanted at one point to play on. And he will be give himself a full year with Kevin Durant to rehab whatever value he needs to rehab before he can, you know, continue to avoid the basketball game. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, winner, loser. You know, um, 
incomplete grade. <laughs> Does he care about winning? Does yeah. he care about losing? Does, <laughs> Does he care? Does he give a shit? Uh, I mean, winner. I mean, he's going to play meaningful basketball, right? He gets to actually hit the ground running. If he was on part of like a rebuilding team, that would be a disaster.com for Ben Simmons. I think, I, I think it goes both ways. Like, I think it could be, it could have been good for him to be on a really bad team. Cause no one would give a crap mm-hmm. like, you know, w- whatever. Um, and then he could have just put up like twenty five and five every game, and no one would actually pay attention for him, and the game, the team wouldn't be on social, you know, mm. uh, national TV and all that stuff. But if you're going to construct a team that would be best for Ben Simmons to play on, it's Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, and Seth Curry, right? Like that's the best possible Ben Simmons team besides the Golden State Warriors without Draymond Green. So this is good for him if he cares about basketball. It's bad for him if he really is afraid of attention. I don't think he's, I don't think he's afraid of attention. <laughs> no, he, he seems to like a certain kind of attention. You know, he likes yeah, he, the general. He spotlight. likes being around, as you yeah. say, young kids. As he, he likes it. <laughs> what, what are you accusing like, me of? You, you were saying that he likes to go on his tour of young children around <laughs> New York City. This is oh, what you said, okay. Brian. Okay, the way that you're framing you it, it makes it sound super that's, nefarious, that's, but. <laughs> I am being taken way out of context here. He's doing charity work with with school children on and Boy Scouts. This isn't getting better. This is getting worse. <laughs> Don't give me that uh, look. Nets fans, it's a W. We're winners, right? I mean, no, we stay winning. We stay winning. Come on, ul- Nets fans. Ultimately, the Nets are back, right? Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. I mean, um, it is. It is. You know, um, we were staring down the barrel of. Praying that God, <laughs> the extent yeah, to which this would have been like a laughing stock, like disaster. Though I mean, it would have I been know. so bad. Because yeah. it would have been the the franchise. Even if Sean Marks could have pulled off like a trade for Jalen Brown and Robert Williams or something, it still would have been the dynasty that never was. And oh, the Nets are a joke, and they'll never get it together. The franchise is cursed. They had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. We forget that James Harden was on the team at one point, and the you know the the team hasn't won anything. They haven't got past the second round. All that bullshit. Now at least we have another year to see if it happens. There's still this ten per, not even a ten percent fear. It's going to be much bigger than that by the time the day is over. I still think the likelihood that the season is a debacle on some level is pretty high, just because. Again, the problems aren't going to magically go away because the boardroom approved of a, a statement from Sean Marks. But you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and I think if they start playing basketball together and win, winning's going to solve everything. Yeah, you know, it's that's what it's they the say. Bomb on top. That's the Tiger Bomb. Um, losers, the rest of the NBA. Yeah, suckers, suck on that. And it's specifically, Phoenix Suns fans who were absolutely—I didn't know that they were as toxic as they are. But holy lord, am I excited to take a dump on those guys because they were real annoying on Reddit. Um, quick, quick thing. Uh, should we do Glue Guys Theater? I think we, we have. We probably hit max max time. Yeah, I don't think I have the energy to pull really off the it. level that I want. I mean, there's six characters to play. We have to we have to write a script here. Can I can I do? Can I ask you a, like a serious basketball question? Please. Are the Nets the best team in the East? 
Well, this is a complicated question because there's the on paper version and then there's the post calamitous off season version where, you know, everyone's frayed and sensitive and butthurt and emotional. Um, there's an argument to be made that on paper, although our depth is a little goofy at, at some point, we have some decent parts. Still have a lot of like, you know, things to resolve with the roster in general. Um, that's for future podcasts, though, Mike. Um, but I could see, I could, I could see that argument on paper. But I would say we're just in a weirdly sensitive spot at the moment, just based on just how, um, how crazy this offseason was. So I would say, kinda, but not really. Yeah, we're a bit paper tigers. We're a bit paper tiger, a little bit. Um, and I and I would like to see us origami ourselves into a more threatening into a swan. Swans <laughs> are threatening. I don't know if you've ever been around us. They're very territorial. And they will oh come my out. God, yeah. 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 They, they are. Don't sleep you don't want to put swan. your kids near a swamp. No, they no. will bite their nose yeah. off. And they've got razor, like little razor tongue things. Have you ever seen the inside of a swan mouth? It's crazy. Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Mike, where do they find us? Um, they can find us on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, netzilly.com. I mean, this is just a final, final point. Again, joy. Like again, all there's going to be drama. This team's going to be consumed by drama, but we get to watch Kevin Durant in a Nets uniform at least for a game. Yeah. Before you request a trade again, me if if Ben Simmons plays basketball and Kyrie Irving is motivated to prove himself again, this team could be so much fun. It could be so much fun to watch. It could be exhilarating. Um. I really hope they can hire Mike D'Antoni in some way again. Or yeah, I don't know. I know. Me too. That would be the best. Like, that would be the move. That I would really like to see one thing looking forward is now that Kevin Durant is back in the fold, are there moves that they want to make kind of quickly, not with coaching, but like, is there a trade that now they're going to be considering? Okay, we have all these surplus of shooters and maybe we want another defender in here. We want the Embiid stopper or all that baloney. The team now has an idea of what they can do. The Royce O'Neal trade makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it does. Uh, they're and, they're and betting so, on themselves the whole time, Mike. That's what that's what that says to me. I think the team is very stout, and I guarantee stout. We're getting said stout. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, like like a beer. Yeah. Um, but like it's a different version of the word. Um, you remember like when they went to San Diego and they had like last season, and there was apparently like a team bonding thing at Joe Sy's mansion in San Diego. We don't. We really need a team bonding a team bonding experience. We need the, the form of um, yes. <laughs> remember the Titans when they go away to sleepaway camp, and they all start singing Motown songs. Yeah, we really need Ryan Gosling to be imported and to start singing. You know, whatever. I've been, I've been talking about Motown that Peyote Desert, you know, spirit animal trip the for ayahuasca. a long time. I think I, I yeah. got to tell you, ayahuasca seems pretty treacherous. I'd go peyote to be honest. I also makes it looks like you they're barf both, really hard. Don't they drink? Aren't they both? They're, it's nah. a drinkable. Peyote is like uh, the little like cactus capsule things. I think. I, th- I think you actually. I, I thought you. Dr- I thought you still drink. You definitely drink ayahuasca. Too. You definitely drink ayahuasca. That's true. Because I remember I was doing a Phil Jackson thing, and I'm pretty sure you drink. Okay, I think you make a drink at anything. You could probably consume peyote in a multiple multiple different ways. That's true. Um, That's true of like every drug. You can drink. You can drink heroin, Mike, if you want to. If you want to get crazy, this is peyote, probably stuff that uh, we don't need to be talking about it, on the show. It's from why? It's legal, oh, okay. isn't it? Heroin. 
<laughs> it can be chewed or soaked in water as a tea. Yeah, so chewed. It can be chewed. It's a gum. Cactus gum. Mike, Discord. Hey, cactus gum. Netsdaily.com. That's one place to find us. The Athletic. Uh, that's another place to find us. Twitter is a place to find us. You know, you can't miss us there. Discord.gg slash glue guys. The community is in fuego, Mike. So if you're not there and you're a big uh, glue guys fan, you're missing a huge part of the community. Okay. FYI. Mike, thanks so much for having me on your big show. 